0: I like just thought well how am I going to live without my salary like how am I mm. what am I going to do for finance and I knew in that moment that staying in a job that I wasn't meant to be in was far riskier than me mm. stepping out and resigning and starting this adventure.
1: Hi welcome to the Reveal podcast hosted by me Denise Powell. Every season expect candid conversations with guests from all walks of life and no question being off limits. So make sure you come along for the journey as my guests reveal the highs, lows, and all that's in between. In this episode, I talk to fashion extraordinaire, Bobby Kamari. This phenomenal woman not only owns a fashion label and image consultancy living in light, but has overcome all that life has thrown at her and is still winning. She reveals about not fitting into a box and unlocking your passions. You're not going to want to miss this one. So, episode one... If you guys can see us, um, we're both raising our hands. Um, thank you guys for listening. I am so excited to have this amazing lady with me today. Um, I've, I've known her for a few years, um, seen her grow, see her launch her book, seen her launch her brands. I've seen her just grow so much as a phenomenal woman. Um and her name is Bobby Kamari. Um, oh, yeah. yes. Um, so Bobby has a brand called Living in Light, where she teaches individuals about fashion. But then she also talks about how they can find their purpose through different things as well. Um, she's also an author. Um, she's an entrepreneur. She she is literally the. Proverbs 31 woman, if you've heard that and you've been in church for a little while, she is the epitome (laughs) of of finding the things to make things work and and being able to just just do it. So, Bobby Kamari, welcome to the Reveal podcast. Oh, Janice, thank you so, so, so much. You have known me more than a few years though, babes, but it's been about 10 years. Might be more than that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Might be more than that. (laughs) Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> um, so, Bobby, for our listeners, tell us a little bit about you. What do you do? I know I've kind of given a little bit of a summary, but yeah, from your perspective, what do you do? Who you are? Who are you?
0: Cool. Um, well, I am someone who loves people and <laughs> loves, loves just using my creativity, I think, just to ultimately shine God's light, you know, Mm -hmm. and to let people know about God's love. So whether that's through fashion or writing or speaking or training or like, you know, delivering podcasts, like whatever it might be, it is always to be able to take all that I am creatively and like shine my light. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, so as you've said, I run this company called Living in Light and it's got so many different kind of facets to it. So it has a fashion label and then there's an image consultancy, and then I train in the area of fashion and identity, like you mentioned. There's a podcast. There's a sacred sexuality, like intimacy element to it, which is what my book was about. And so, like, there's lots of different like segments to mm-hmm. living in light, and that literally means on a daily basis. I'm doing any one of those different areas mm. or in different seasons. It might involve traveling um, and doing the things that I do in London, but doing them in another part of the world. Mm. So that's what I do day and night, living and night.
1: Fabulous. So the first section of the podcast is called Behind the Curtain. And it's mm. really about getting a little bit into your childhood. How did that make you a person that you are today? Um, and how that has enabled you to be successful. And what it actually means to be successful. So all of cool. that behind yeah. the curtain, Bobby.
0: Amazing. Um, so, I mean, the fact that I grew up in an Indian family, it meant that there were certain expectations. And when I was growing up and I loved fashion, that was like so unconventional as far as my Indian parents were concerned especially my dad he yeah, was like, yeah yeah you know you're not going to be a designer um but <laughs> the fact that I was so creative and the fact that I loved this idea of fashion I was so obsessed with it mm. and and that wasn't just the only thing that I loved to do I loved to just create I love to act I love to perform mm. and all those things were very like non-Indian kind of <laughs> things <laughs> And but the amazing thing was, like, even though my dad never wanted me to be a fashion designer, but then one day there was this uncle who, like, my dad always looked up to. So one day my uncle said that a fashion designer is a really good profession, and then that was it. And as was soon it. as he said it was a good profession, my dad was like, Be a designer, Bobby, be a designer, <laughs> you know, you do what you like because uncle who said it's fine. Um, so just the fact that this passion that I'd had for fashion as a kid, um, I think like being able to develop that and actually being able to end up doing that as Mm. part of my, you know, calling has been really amazing. And I think something that I have loved about my childhood is this idea that I have been multi-gifted, even Mm. as a child. I knew that... It wasn't just one thing. It wasn't just fashion that I was good at. There was lots of other things. And I think as an adult now, being able to do all of those things that I'm passionate about Mm. and actually and a living out of those yeah. things where all your gifts and all your talents and not not needing to be put in a box not needing just to focus on one thing but actually being able to do all those things that i used to love doing as a child and being able to make you know a, a brand out of it has been such a blessing um but i will also say that there were many things that i learned how to do as a child mm. that as an adult i definitely had to like let go of okay. you know like It was there was definitely things in me as a child that I did that that were part of the success that I'm enjoying now. But I would also say there were things in me as a child Mm. that as an adult, when I realised that, you know, I actually didn't have great work ethics Mm. and I didn't have, you know, I I lacked motivation and I didn't have a spirit of excellence, like all of those things as an adult, realising that these childhood kind of habits needed to go, Mm. it also meant for me, you know, Kind of retraining the way that I do things and letting go of loads of the things that I had picked up as a child so that I could be more successful as an adult.
1: Yeah. So, two things that you've said that are really good segways. I really like the fact that you mentioned about you being multi talented because I find usually today, and I was actually having a conversation with um, one of our old friends. On social media and I was basically saying that I myself I feel like I I'm like that slash person I've got this I've got that and Mm. there's there's Mm. this that I really love to do but most people probably just know me as the journalist but there's so much Mm. more that I actually feel like I want to do and that I feel like I have to offer how have you or have you been on a journey either unlocking what those passions are and how did you define or get to the point where you feel like, actually, no, these are the things that I definitely want to build upon.
0: I think the fact that there was one thing that I was probably passionate about more than the others to begin with, that Mm. helped because initially it was fashion that I probably thought that yeah this is the thing that I want to do when I'm older and so when I did get serious about my future and I began to pursue fashion that was really just something that I first began to I guess um, get driven by Mm. this area of fashion and as I did that I think that unlocked a lot of the other things that I'd also loved to do, mm-hmm. and then when I realised that actually, I, th- I think it was a lot to do with my outlook because right. I didn't really see what I was doing as a career. I saw it more as a calling, mm-hmm. and so it wasn't necessarily um, it wasn't necessarily something that I had like ambition in mind for, it was more a case yes. of how do I do the things that I love to do and live life well? Mm-hmm. And as I began to do that, I found that the things that set my heart on fire, I just kept wanting to do them. Mm-hmm. And I think just by virtue of these different desires that I had inside of me and these different dreams that I had inside of me, it was just pursuing all those different dreams mm-hmm. that before I knew it, I found that all those things actually were connected to what I meant to be doing in life. And never, I mean, I guess some of them might have just been hobbies that I was pursuing. But as I kept doing them, I just kept finding myself, like, um, finding that, they all carried weight and they all Mm. impacted the people around me in like a purposeful way and they brought me so much joy that I thought I want to keep doing this and I want to keep doing this and I think just the passion that I had for all those different things meant that the more I pursued them the more I knew I wanted to do them all the
1: time and I didn't just want them to be hobbies. So how did you deal with the lack of motivation then? Because you mentioned a couple of moments earlier that, you know, there there were times where you motivated so with most creatives and most individuals, you know, they're excited and they're passionate about certain things, but then whether it's a dead spot or, you know, lack, lacking motivation, how did you overcome that? Was it, you know, a particular thing that you did? Was it an activity that you did? Like, what did you do?
0: I think I'm still overcoming. Like, it's mm. definitely not anything that I've got nailed. I'm much, much better than I was. Um, I think more than anything I think it was just this um, desire I had again to live my days well and I think because for me although I'd always wanted to be a fashion designer when I was a kid um, at the age of 16 I kind of like went off the rails and I ended up living a life of like drugs and alcohol and a lot of hedonism and I literally threw my life away and so in my 20s when I kind of got back on track and I actually started pursuing a life of purpose there was a lot of time that I'd wasted that I wanted to regain mm. and redeem and so I think naturally just by virtue of that my outlook was one that had a lot more motivation because yeah. I had this fresh drive for life so I think that helped and I think the fact because I am an entrepreneur and I am managing my own time I think I've had to look at others or i've had to watch motivational videos i've Mm -hmm. had to like literally train myself and set goals to be like okay tomorrow i want to achieve x y and z Mm -hmm. and i think the more i set those goals and the more i actually achieved those goals the more motivated i found myself Getting, and I think something that I have always really done um, is set myself deadlines, mm. and it's like those deadlines. Then, and, and I tell people about those deadlines. Oh, because, okay. Like, yeah, because if I don't, then that's just my little secret. And <laughs> if I if I don't end up achieving it, it's just like oh, don't worry, it just didn't happen. But oftentimes, I will set a deadline and I will tell people about it. And because it's often a project that involves other people, it's like I'll give them like, okay, this is the day of the shoot. And and this is the day of the filming or this is the day we're going to launch this and then i'm mm. accountable to someone and so i think that being accountable to others has definitely been quite fruitful for me mm. um, and just yeah just actually just recognizing that what you put in is what you get out and mm. the more i recognize that if If I don't do it, I'm actually not going to live a life of purpose. So just that self-motivation, listening to a lot of podcasts, listening to a lot of um, advice from others, and just gearing
1: myself on a daily basis has definitely been helpful. So what does it mean to you to be successful then?
0: I think for me as a Christian, um, being successful is doing what I feel God wants me to do Mm. and living a life of purpose where that is me taking the things that are in my hands whether they're my gifts whether they're my personality whether they're the things that I'm passionate about or the things that I care about or the the just resources that I have or the spheres of influence that are around me Mm. and actually living a life where I know that I am adding to that adding value to that Mm. or I'm taking everything that I have and somehow I'm able to um do something pers- purposeful with that so mm-hmm. that for me is success and I definitely think that in the culture that we live in where success can look like you know having a certain amount of followers or having um your brand in certain places or mm-hmm. having a certain following like I definitely determined in my heart early on that I was not going to be driven by what society deems to be successful and that for me successful meant doing what I felt God was leading me to do
1: in every single season of my life. Wow that is so so good. So there's a saying that I have always said for well I can't really say always but I've said it for a number of years and it's by a a lady called Susan Jeffers and I've actually just recently bought her book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway Mm -hmm. so this section of the podcast is really just talking about when a time when you've challenged yourself to go beyond your means does anything in particular come to mind when you when you felt the fear and you've done it anyway
0: Mm. um Yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, I was a secondary school teacher, and um, I was earning loads of money, and up for loads of promotion, but my, my heart had kind of, like, gone for teaching, I didn't want to teach anymore, and I definitely knew I wanted to kind of get out of it but I didn't necessarily um know how to like I I really did need a green light Mm. before I could leave teaching and that green light came when I felt really again this is like sensing what God was saying to me um I really heard God say you're about to resign Mm. and at that moment he hadn't told me what the next job was. He hadn't told me where I was going. Mm-hmm. And this wasn't how I pictured it. Because in my mind, it was like, I really want to leave this job, but I'm not going to go until he shows me, you know, where I should go next. But he never, ever did. He literally mm-hmm. just said, You're about to resign. And I think in that moment, all of a sudden, I like just thought, Well, how am I going to live without my salary? Like, how am I, mm-hmm. what am I going to do for finance? And I knew in that moment that. Staying in a job that I wasn't meant to be in was far riskier than me mm. stepping out and resigning and starting this adventure. And so I ended up resigning from my job and not knowing what's gonna happen, not knowing how my bills are gonna be paid, and literally beginning this adventure. And that was 10 years ago. And mm. I've and I'm still on the adventure, you know, like as someone who has their own brand or an entrepreneur or wherever. I have every single season has really just been a step of faith. I mean, you will know that as well, Denise, you know, just for yourself personally. Um, I don't think there's anything that we do as creatives where we have this sense of like confidence where it's like, yeah, I've got this down, we're just going to step out, we're just going to do it, it's going to be amazing. I literally think that every season is a season of faith and you don't know what it's going to look like and you don't know what the result's going to be like, but you step out and you do it afraid. Um, And I literally think my life
1: has been that way for the last 10 years. Mm. So how did you overcome that? Because, you know, for a lot of people where they they would feel that fear and, you know, it kind of holds them back or, you know, they think, okay, I'll I'll, I'll do it later or or, I'll do it when I'm older, for example. What motivated you? Because I know you mentioned about being in a job that you didn't necessarily feel you were called to anymore and now I'm taking this almost like a left turn to say okay lord I'm gonna Mm. go this way how did you how did you did you just go okay you know what I'm just gonna do it I'm I'm not even gonna think about it or did you have to have like a conversation with yourself like I sometimes talk Mm. to myself and be like Denise you you need to get it together you you need to think about all of the things that you've been thinking about and and not let uh, social media or the fact that there's this or there's that be uh, a clog or you mm. know something to be a blocker to, to the things that I want to do so mm. yeah what's the what's the thing that you do do you talk to yourself do you know like some people you know like Issa Rae there's a show called is- Insecure where she literally like raps to herself in the in the uh, mirror so like is it that yeah. you rap? Or
0: do you sing a song? <laughs> no. I mean, I do, I do actually do those things, but in private. Um, I think, like, the key thing, I think, for me, is making sure that I am getting time with God every day. Mm-hmm. Because that time of, like, reading the Bible... And not just reading it, but I mean, actually, like, taking the words and letting them be so alive to me so that they get on the inside. Mm. I think the fact that, again, as a Christian, I think because I am living not just for, like, this earthly life, so I'm not living for, um, I'm not living driven by the the pursuits that many people Mm. might be driven by here on earth and so I think for me what's key is reminding myself of the actual realm that I'm living for and Mm. so that's constantly kind of being in the word of God and worshipping and spending time with God so that I'm reminded of like my true identity and I'm reminded of those things that I'm actually living for and so when I'm like tanked up with God every morning then I begin my day with a lot more kind of perspective, a lot more Mm. scope, a lot more joy, you know, a lot more (laughs) vision, you know. Um, And I've definitely had seasons where I've found that I can get insecure about lots of stuff. I can get fearful, I can start comparing, Mm. I can start competing. And when I go through those kinds of emotions and I check myself, I see that I actually... my foundation is wobbly Mm. and that foundation of being in God every day and spending time with him and worshipping, like when that is weak, then I find that I'm definitely more prone to Mm. compare or more prone to be fearful, more prone to wonder what people are going to think about my art or my gift or whatever. Um, So yeah, so it's those
1: things that keep me grounded in what it is that I'm truly living for. Yeah. So take the owl. What's the biggest lesson you've learned and how did you bounce back?
0: Um, there are so many lessons, but one lesson that comes to mind is I remember when I first set up my fashion label mm-hmm. and I... I think it had taken me so much to actually get to that point. Like there were so many fears and there were so many insecurities. And at the time I was a fashion teacher and I had all this creativity inside of me and I didn't know what to do with it. And then I just knew that I actually needed to set up my own fashion label. And so eventually, after a lot of kind of fear and a lot of insecurity, I set up this first fashion label and I set up a platform online for living in light. And I remember when the actual company went live, like the brand went live online, I in my mind I had this expectation that I was going to be inundated with sales you know like for me it was like the the hurdle and and the challenge i thought the mountain was actually me and yeah, yeah. You know, just creating the collection that for me i thought was a mountain i had no idea that that was literally just you know getting through the door and <laughs> When there were no sales, and then there were no sales the next day, there were no sales the next day, there were no sales the next month. <laughs> it was like nine months later, there were still no sales. And I was so sad because I had had these high expectations of what I thought it would look like once I launched my fashion label. Mm-hmm. And um, I ended up, like, getting totally demotivating. Deep, sorry, demotivated. I ended up, like, just forgetting that I had a brand online and I ended up resigning from my job and then focusing on living in light with a lot more kind of time and slowly the sales began to come in and they came in through different avenues and they came in when I was least expecting it and then the ball started rolling but I think for me um, the biggest lesson really in that was that you have to understand that things take time. You know, it's like in this society and in this time that we're living in where you can have so many overnight successes and, you know, you can kind of do a lot of marketing and become famous or become successful very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. But actually, a lot of the time it's just graft and it's just time, you know, and you just have to build that momentum and you just have to trust that, just because it doesn't look like it's successful at the beginning, that doesn't mean it's not going to be successful over time. So I think for me, the biggest lesson was that things actually, even if you don't see the results that you want to begin with, don't lose heart, like just Mm. trust the process and trust the timing of it
1: because you will see the reward of your hard work in due time. Do you think there is the expectation nowadays to almost sometimes become an overnight success because of the the nature that we are now in and the culture that we have with social media and YouTube and all the various different things. Do you think that's kind of the expectation to a certain degree?
0: Yeah, 100%. Like I think we've got um, so much being role modelled to us that can sometimes project like such a um, misconstrued idea of how to achieve Mm. Your dreams, or even what your dreams should be. So, for some people that we see on social media or we see on TV, it's taken them years to get to the place where we now Mm. see them. And so social media, I think, sometimes completely disregards the the work that someone may have gone through in order Mm. to get to that point. And so we don't see behind the scenes, like that's an issue with social media. So often we just don't see what's happening behind the scenes. Um, So I think that's definitely... Something that means people want to achieve things without having to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. Like I know for me, as a as a teacher, some of my kids we were kind of researching lots of different designers. I don't remember which um, massive, massive designer it was. It could have even been Louis Vuitton, to be quite mm. honest. And my my student found out that they had walked for three years. Because of when they began, um, that I don't think there was transport available. They walked three years to get to Paris in wow. order to actually set up their brand. Mm. three years. You know, and I think for us, um, unfortunately, because of like this microwave success kind of generation that we live in, we end up undervaluing the Mm. actual graph that it does take. And and I think the key thing as well is that um, even if you were an overnight success, unless you've got the character to stay there. All that's gonna fall apart anyway, you know. So just being successful is one thing. Do you have the character, have the maturity, and actually do you have the integrity to stay successful? Are you the kind of person who can handle the
1: spotlight? Yeah. So what would, what advice would you give to anybody who, who thinks that they want to either become an entrepreneur or even wants to build their own brand? what kind of five things would you to say to an individual regardless of their age?
0: Mm. Um, I think one of the things I will definitely say is um, start with what's in your hand because oftentimes we can stop ourselves. I mean, we were having a similar conversation at the beginning. Mm. You know, we we can let certain things get in the way Mm. um, of just beginning Because Mm -hmm. we think that, oh, the end result isn't going to be what I want it to be. But if you can just begin with what's in your hand, because everyone's got resources or gifts or talents Mm -hmm. that they can actually pull on to begin now and to not look at what you don't have, but consider what you do have. But that, I mean for some people they may not quite yet be ready there may be preparation there may be things that you do need to do before you can begin but if you are focusing on all the stuff you don't have then you might end up not moving ahead so I would say look at what's in your hand and just Mm. begin um another thing that I would say is just in regards to not comparing, you know, Mm. because each one of us is a unique individual and the unique creative DNA that we all carry is so unreplicable, you know, Mm. that, that we all have this amazing privilege of being who we are and to not compare or get caught up in what someone else is doing or how someone else is doing it like have full permission just to be yourself because Mm, who you are is a fundamental part of what you carry and a crucial part of how what you want to set up to do how Mm -hmm. successful that's going to be is built upon how good you feel about yourself yeah so I would I would definitely say be proud of who you are. Don't try and um, copy anyone else mm-hmm. and don't compare because there is no one like you, you know, yeah, so yeah, yeah. flourish in that. Um, I would also say, like we've mentioned before, um, don't be afraid of hard work, you know, no matter what messages we, we might get in society, no matter how much um, you might want to engage in shortcuts, but Mm. actually hard work and graft, um, there's a, there's a real pleasure in that, you know, when you're, when you're working hard and when you're achieving your goals and you're learning all the lessons that actually you learn in the process, mm-hmm. that oftentimes if you take shortcuts you, shortcuts, you actually miss out on the process and the beauty and all those things that you can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely um, say that don't be afraid to put in the work. And then another thing I would say is don't be afraid to learn new skills. Like oh, I know okay. for me yeah I know for me everything that I've really done has come from a place of just teaching myself skills and and I know it's the same for a lot of the entrepreneurs that I that I know and that I might do this journey with. Mm-hmm. There are so many resources out there. There are, I mean, thank God for YouTube, you know, like <laughs> thank God for the internet, because there is just, there's not a single thing that you can't learn. Yeah, you know, yeah. don't be afraid to um, learn a new craft. Don't be afraid to do the things that you might think that you have to outsource and there's always a time to outsource like if someone's going to do something far better than you then yes please go and outsource but (laughs) but if there are things you're not doing because you don't know how to then learn you know Mm. absolutely learn because we are living in an amazing time where we've got so many skills at our fingertips and what you know I mean young people nowadays oh my gosh they're they're the brightest generation ever you know like the things that they achieve at the youngest of age Mm. is incredible like there is no excuse no matter how old you are no Mm. matter what your background is like all of us are living in a time where we have got so many resources at our fingertips to be able to learn new skills so Mm. and then I I think finally my thing would be um, you know and this might be a little bit controversial, but to not just pursue a career, but Mm -hmm. to consider pursuing a calling Mm -hmm. because, you know, we are all created with purpose and we are all created to actually impact the world around us in a unique way. And to go on an adventure of discovering your calling so much greater than simply pursuing A career and Mm -hmm. so my advice to your audience really would be is that don't stop at a career you know like discover how who you are and what you love to do and you know all your gifts and talents and your passions like go on a journey to discover how all of those fit together so that you can actually walk in calling and not just a career
1: fabulous so the last section of the podcast um, is a quick fire round. Okay. So you literally just have to tell me the first thing that comes into your head. Oh, gosh, this is really scary to me, so I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> but go for it. So it's a get-to-know-me section. So mm. time I wake up. It
0: varies. Sometimes about seven. Right.
1: Usual breakfast. Porridge. Horrid. Yeah, uh, Bianca got me into that. <laughs> for those that don't know, Bianca is Bianca Rose, which is uh, Bobby's friend, one of our friends who's actually just an amazing artist in her own right. Um, most played song? At the moment, a song called Most Beautiful mm-hmm. for me by Tribal, which okay. is just about, you know, how beautiful God is. So I'm on that constantly. <laughs> Last TV show watched? But this might, given our way of working, might be like something online rather than maybe a TV show. Oh, my gosh. It
0: was actually an Indian film
1: that I watched. Oh, I love Indian films. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it was a really good Indian film called um, Jodha Akbar. And what does that mean? It's actually two people's
0: names. It's like Ah. a prince and princess's name. And it's such a cool, like, traditional Indian film. And there's... (laughs) The dancing I forward though because I
1: find it a bit dry. But other than that, it's fantastic. I loved it. Um, current food craving. Um I think that's yes, my mum's
0: cooking, because uh-huh. she's she's here at the moment and because mm. she can't get out of the country because of quarantine, so <laughs> she's stuck here thank God so everything she cooks I'm just dreaming about it all day so yeah my mum's cooking
1: favourite book um is it like just super cheesy for me to say the bible yeah I knew you were going to say that so I said that to one of my other ones I was like guys other than the bible what other book Uh, I don't know
0: I mean I don't really I just yeah I don't know I'm sticking to the bible Denise I'm sorry
1: (laughs) Um, and lastly your safe place uh, yeah I mean you can answer that
0: on my behalf because you already know like it really just <laughs> is in the presence of God like literally just hanging out with him being in his word and just enjoying his company like literally that is that's my safest most
1: favourite place ever mm. that's it. well Bobby thank you so much doing this I'm so excited for you and what's going to come out of 2020 even though we're currently doing this in lockdown I'm still anticipating (laughs) that 2020 isn't dead yeah
0: (laughs) yeah I agree it's going to be amazing thank you so much for inviting me to come on
1: Denise fantastic hopefully see you Thank you for listening. Please don't forget to share, subscribe and connect with us on social media at The Reveal Pod.